Episode 285, The Rant, Sky Khalil, Part 2, The Return. On the same day the King, LeBron James, earned his fourth ring in a bubble, I caught up with Sky to talk about what he's been up to during the pandemic. A lot has changed since we sat down over 200 plus episodes ago. Married, new kid, and figuring out training, coaching with Sky's the Limit, and refing during the coronavirus. All that and more, part two with Sky, now. The Rant has been brought to you by The Irrefutable Magazine. Co-editor in design Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for the Irrefutable magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at theirrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are The Irrefutable. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest from episode 42 fame. Of course, my brethren in officiating, certified board, 41 basketball official. Also, the uh, the head coach and director of the AAU program, Sky's the Limit Basketball, Mr. Scott Khalil. How are you, man? How you doing, man? Good to be back. Man, first of all, I'm so happy to see you. I've been trying to do this, I think, like, before everything shut down. I remember there was, like, this moment. I think it was, like, either January or February. And you had your day. I had my day. We were at we had Lifetime, and it was one of those days where you weren't playing, you were ref, and I'm like, man, this guy really does it all, man. And I was really gearing towards, you know, using March, April, May to really work on my skill. And I'm pretty sure that you were gearing up on, you know, fortifying your AAU program, figuring out what we can do. And everything got messed up, man. So I'm just, first of all, I'm happy to see you. We're taping this on a Sunday. The Lakers just won. So congratulations to Laker Nation and LeBron James, who's won his fourth title, and Anthony Davis, who's won his um, first one. But, you know, I want to welcome you to the show. What's good? It's good to be back, man. Um, we, we were definitely trying to do this for a while. And um, I don't know. It just We were kept missing each other. Um, I kind of wanted some space between the first one and the second one because, you know, I wanted more stuff to happen in my life and this and that because uh, I wanted to come back to the pod with something to talk about. But I think it's safe to say that enough has happened <laughs> <laughs> uh, since the first one. Um, but no, listen, man, we're all trying to do the best we can with, with this, with this whole COVID situation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think, you know, a lot of us have taken this time to, you know, work on your craft and try to, 
you know, reinvent the wheel or try to use your resources and learn a new skill and, you know, this and that. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've started reading a little bit more, which I, I never have before. And when I say reading, I mean, like, I'm almost halfway done with the book. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, let's just be clear, you know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn a little bit of Spanish. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can with my organization, Sky's the Limit. Uh, I know, you know, obviously we we're not back as far as playing like 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 everyone else isn't, but um, we're still doing the best we can, like reaching out to people, networking, letting letting our presence know that we're out there. Um, but you know, it, we're all just trying to figure this whole thing out. So it's it's a lot has happened since we last met, and uh, I'm, listen, I'm glad to be back, man. Let's do it. Yeah. So let's even go back all the way back. So I'm thinking about episode 42. That was, good. that was a good one, wasn't it? We're on Attorney Street in Hempstead. You completely yeah. moved out. You yeah. got married. We you got a baby. We was in the hood. We was in the hood. We was in a pandemic. So so now it's like, you know, I obviously want to highlight all of the things that you've been through the past couple of months. What month was that? Do you remember? Yeah, that was in May. because it, it was It was the 2019 NBA playoffs. I remember we were watching wow. like Thunder versus the Jazz or something like wow. that. Dude, that feels like 10 years ago. I know. That's crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, May 19th. 2019, I got married that month, um, you know, and we our honeymoon, funny enough, was in Italy, and obviously Italy was one of the crazy hot spots when this whole COVID thing hit, but dude, I tell people all the time, like, if I was Italian, I would be so proud to be from Italy, like, that place isn't even, like, from this planet, like, Italy... Some parts of Italy feels like you're on Pluto. Like it's not even it's not even close to what America is. And the the biggest thing about Italy what I tell people is the Italians they they figured it out. And what I mean by that is I'm going to try to say this right. In America, we we live to work and they work to live. So, for example, when when over here, we're we're on the grind, the rat race, the nine to five, the side hustles, the side jobs, the refing, the coaching, the the this, the that, the you know, the emails. Like it's just it's just nonstop. The grind, the rat race, you know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. Trying to get a little bit ahead, you know, work a couple extra hours, stay up at two o'clock in the morning, do it again, you know, like just wake up early. Like it just it just never stops. Grind, 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 grind. You know, try to outwork the next person. You know, just try to get get a little bit better. Dude, in Italy, they don't they don't even, it's not even like that at all. Like, at all. Like, like over here, it's about the big house. I need to get that house. I need to get that car. I need to get that Tesla. I want to get that that big backyard. I want the basement. I want the this, the that. Dude, in Italy, they, there's nothing. They don't care about none of that. All they care about is family and food and enjoying their life. Like, we were the first, we went to three cities. We went to Puglia. We went to... Uh, the Amalfi Coast, and we went to, uh, I believe it was Florence. I might be tripping. But anyway, Puglia, which I never heard of until a buddy of mine who was like a freaking nomad, shout out to Juan, he was like, yo, man, if you go to if you go to Italy, you got to go to Puglia. Puglia is like the best kept secret in Italy. Never heard of Puglia. I Googled it, and sure enough, people call it like Italy's best kept secret. Italy, I mean, Puglia is like authentic. Like, it's not a tourist, it's not a tourist town. It's like real deal Italy. Like everything is a lot cheaper. Um, and we got to see like the crypt of St. Nicholas. And just a little history lesson. You know, St. Nicholas is, you know, 
old Saint Nick, the guy from, you know, Christmas, Santa Claus, the whole thing around America. Saint Nick is the guy with the red jumpsuit with the fat guy with the beard. In Italy, Saint Nick is like, I mean, dude, he he's dark. Like he's 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 I mean, I'm guessing he's Italian, but he's he's dark. He's like bronze skin, you know what I mean? It's just crazy that Saint, Saint we, I, I was at Saint Nick's crypt in Italy. And he does not look how Saint Nick looks in, in America. Um, but whatever. But I mean, Puglia, the food was amazing, and the people that do all they care about is just like food and family and just enjoying life. Like, there's no massive houses. We, some of the houses don't even have like living rooms. It's just a kitchen and a bedroom and then a bathroom. And then everyone is outside. The weather is gorgeous. The food isn't processed. Uh, they have the siestas for two hours. You can't like everything is shut down. Dude, I met this. I met this. I guess he was my Uber driver. He, our taxi driver, whatever his name was. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm working a couple months, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, so, uh, you know, like, how was it? How was working out here? He goes, yeah, you know, I work for a few months and I go on, I go on a holiday. I'm like, holiday? How long is your holiday? He goes, oh, six months. I'm like, six months? You got a six-month holiday? <laughs> how the hell you got, how do you get a six-month holiday? Like, he, he only works six months out of the year, and he lives in Amalfi Coast. And, you know, he hangs out with his wife, and then they go out to dinner, and then the, the, the wine's flowing, and, you know... No, another thing, I ate like a slob in Italy. I was eating seven times a day. I lost two pounds because nothing's processed. Everything is legit. Mediterranean diet. Dude, it's crazy, dude. So, like, listen, shout out to the Italians, all right? The people in Italy figured it out. Like, the like they, they live life the right way. They don't care about none of the, the materialistic stuff that we care about in this country. Like, they don't care about getting, like, the massive brand new cars, everything souped up. Giant houses. They don't care about none of that stuff, man. You should see the cars they drive over there. They everyone's driving a little like they literally drive Fiats. Like everything is it's just it's just a completely different culture. And they, they they just enjoy life. They have a completely different mindset. They're not as stressed out as we are over here. And, you know, listen, shout out to Italy. It was it was a great time. So yeah, so honeymoon was in Italy. Uh got married in May, honeymoon right after, <coughs> and my wife got pregnant in July. And then we closed on this house um, in October. Uh, you refed in uh, the Sayaset League, the Vet League? Yeah. You know Johnny V? Mm-hmm. Big lefty, Greek dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my, he was my mortgage guy. Shout out to Johnny V. Does he yell when he's closing deals, too? Uh, no, nah, nah, not when he's closing <laughs> deals. Nah, but Johnny, Johnny V and his team, they, they went in and got it done. Um, so if you're looking for, uh, you know, someone, if, you look, if you're looking for a buy house, Holla at Johnny V, him and his guys will get it done for you. So they they, they got us in here in uh, Massapequa Park. It's, you know, I love it here. It's a great town. Uh, we, we a few blocks away from the good life. Um, I'm, you know, when, once I moved in here, I was, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but I was called the the uh, the quickest regular. <laughs> uh, in my defense, when we first moved in, we had to do a ton of stuff. Like we had to rip, rip up the, the carpet. These The floors used to be like these 1970s green carpets so mongo's a, a um a carpenter so he ripped them up and he had to poly the floor my wife was pregnant at the time so she can't be in the house with the poly so she was living with her parents they live in seaford which is like five minutes away so if i'm I, i'm like listen man we just bought this house i'm sleeping in this, in this moment, mm. you know what i'm saying so i'm here the whole week she's with her mother's house i'm hungry i mean what, what am i eating for dinner so i'm gonna go to the good life so i went to the good life damn near every day and uh, you know, I met the bartenders, met the owner. Like they're they're a real good spot. So, listen, it's a great town, but yes, it's a lot different from 
you know, last time we interviewed, being right. with that. So, it's, mm-hmm. so Leah, a lot of things happened. Dude, married, had a had a baby. I'm a father now, which is you know, which which. Listen, man, I've been coaching kids since probably 2011 with the Lightning when I first started, and I've dude, I've been around kids, you know, that's almost 10 years now, boys, girls, fifth grade through 12th, 12th grade, and listen, I've seen. Some kids are just great. They listen. They're very coachable. Some kids are just bad kids. You know, they just don't listen. I've seen fifth graders bully other fifth graders the second I turn my head. And then when I turn around, they they, they plead the fifth like it never happened. So, like, it's just different when you have when you have your own, you know. And I don't know how deep we want to go into the dad conversation. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously, you know, I played – I was an athlete. I always dreamt about having a son – um, my father wasn't around, so I always think about like, damn, if my dad was here, like, what, what, what could have happened? Blah blah blah. So like, I, oh, I always like, you know, even when my wife is pregnant, I'm like, look at sonogram, like, ooh, look at that, that's a boy in there for sure. Like, I'm, that looks like, looks like a boy in there, that sonogram, whatever. And then when we had the gender reveal and, and the balloon popped and it was and the confetti was pink, I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have a girl. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I immediately start all these things start going through my head about like. Sweet sixteens and proms and like damn dude, already, dude. It was it was crazy, bro. It was like the second the confetti popped. Sweet sixteens already, boom. Like Stevie Wonder is <laughs> that everything started going through my head. I'm like, damn, I got a daughter. I got to protect. I got to make sure. Like I just started having all these crazy thoughts about having a daughter, and I was freaking out. And you know, obviously, you want to have a son because you want someone to carry the name, mm-hmm. the whole thing. But listen, let me tell you, man. My daughter's name is Kenzie. I am. So in love with this girl, it's crazy, bro. Like it changed my whole perspective so much. Like now I'm happy I have a girl, you know. And it's she's only six months, and one of the good things that we are working from home is I can see her grow like every second of her life. Like um, sometimes, let's say Tuesday, she goes to my mother-in-law's house, and we get her back at like whatever five o'clock. And then she goes to bed at six thirty. I'm like, damn, why, we only hang out with her for an hour and a half. That's how it would be. That's how that's how it normally is for everybody. They they get their kid when they get home from work, and then they get what an hour, two hours within the weekend, then they're done. But like ninety five percent of the time, because we had it during the midst of the, the pandemic, we were with this girl. No one come in the house. No one can whatever for for months. It's like we had no help for months, and just to see her grow and. And just like look at you, and just like develop every second. Like a couple of weeks ago, she rolled over for the first time, and I'm sitting at, you know, in my living room at work, and I'm like, oh shit, she rolled over. I would have never seen that. Yeah. In the office, I would have come home like, oh yeah, you know, Kendra rolled over today. Oh great. But like just to see she could sit up now, like I'm just, I'm really in love with this girl. I'm really happy to have a daughter. And listen, if we have if we have more kids, great. If I have another daughter, and she's like Kenzie, I'm playing with house money now. Like it's great. I have another Kenzie, fantastic. <laughs> if I have a son, even better. I always mm. wanted a son, so like I'm glad that I had the daughter first, even though I wanted a son. But like I'm just so in love with this girl, man. And, and being a dad is like the best thing in the world. So, so yeah, a lot has happened since the last time we uh we did this. Yeah, a lot has happened, and. Interesting you say that whole perspective about a daughter. I know you want to, you know, procreate and have your legacy of the Khalils to be um, still in the world. Um, You know, I had a son first, but I'm the same thing. My my daughter Hannah, it was just her birthday. She just had a third birthday. And um, 
I'm not as close with her yet, but I know that like once she becomes like four, I'm going to be a tested hip because I'm a tested hip with my son and me and him are definitely best friends. But, you know, it's funny. I have a different perspective than you because I've been coaching girls for 20 years. I got a daughter and I like, especially when I coach, it's like I've been around girls for so long that I don't like look at it any other way. But, you know, it's good that you have that clarity. And you coach boys also or just girls? Just girls. Okay, because I was going to say, have you ever coached boys? Yeah, yeah. Can you? And is there any difference between coaching girls and boys? Much different, much different, much what, different. What do you think the biggest difference is? Well, I think early on when I was doing it, so we're talking about early 2000s, there's a level of, like, you know, yelling that you could do. Girls, you always, it, it was it was already what it is now. So, like, you know how you can't really yell at kids? you got to explain to them why you're doing things. Girls, we were always doing that because they're so sensitive. Right. So I always had that that sensitive tone when it comes to coaching girls. Um, with me, I was going to go a different direction. Like with me, coaching girls is so different because the girls listen. Oh, they definitely the, listen. The girls listen. Like I've coached boys. We can, we can work on the set for 20 minutes in practice. And when the game comes, it's hero ball. It's mm. like, nah, I was over coach. Nah. But I've coached, I've coached maybe three or four girls teams. When you coach girls, like they 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 listen. As long as there's a plan, as long as there's instruction, you could put in a legitimate system with girls, and they'll run it the way you want them to, which which I love. And and I, I spoke to a couple a couple of guys that that coach girls, and they'll tell you the same thing. Like, listen, obviously boys are more athletic, whatever they can jump high, all that kind of stuff. But girls are way more coachable than boys because they, I guess, there's not that ego of whatever it is. But I I love coaching girls because. You can you can you can put in a system and they and they will run it the way you want them to run it, and a lot of times you you don't get that with with some boys. Mm. So I, I wanted to isolate that whole coronavirus portion of things. So let's think about it this way, right? It's March. We're still at lifetime, so I see you periodically. You're either playing or you're refing with me or you're refing that day or whatever. And we normally at the hot tub and we chilling and life is normal, right? We're just through a whole rigmarole of what we're doing. I know you were gearing up for AAU and you were gearing up for having this kid, right? Um, just got a house. Everything is cool. The good life, as you said. The good life. And then the coronavirus happens. Changes everything. Everything. On a dime, right? So what I wanted to ask you is like, what was your first perception of all of this happening, all this madness around you? And then just for your wife to give birth during the pandemic. That must have been weird, too. Yeah, like, listen, man, I'm not a doctor, so I don't, you know, I don't want to speak on too much of it. But what I will say is, I guess I would imagine most people, some people were really on top of the story. Like, I have some people that work for me that they were like, listen, Sky, you need to pay attention to what's going on, blah, 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 this thing is coming. And then some people weren't paying attention at all. If I'm being honest, I didn't really... It didn't really hit me like I've, I've heard about it, but it didn't really stop me in my tracks until the NBA closed on um, March, whatever that was. And I couldn't believe it. The Jazz were playing... Thunder. Thunder or something yep. like that. Mm -hmm. And then, like, next thing you know, everyone's scrambling around trying to figure it out, and then they just, like, send all the fans home, and then it comes out, boom, Adam Silva suspends the season. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? This season suspended. Like, I couldn't believe it. That's when it, it that it like punched me in the face. Mm -hmm. that like the the NBA season is is suspended, and then right after that, it was like a domino effect of like baseball, and then you know the NCAA. They kind of had like a little weird. 
like, oh, we're still going to play. I don't remember. I think there was like a Big East tournament that was going on. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we're playing this game. And then they actually started the game. And then it got to halftime. And they were like, they were like, dude, like, stop it. Like, they had to like pause the game at halftime. Uh, it, it was just crazy, man. It rocked, it rocked, it rocked the sports world. It rocked everybody, man. So, you know, I, I, I definitely want to make sure that I, you know, have some sense of sensitivity to it because a lot of people did die in in this pandemic. So, you know, RIP to everyone that passed away. Um, but it's just, it's just crazy, man. Like if you would have told me in 2020, at the height of our technology and everything that's going on in the world, that like we'll be rocked by a virus and then the world is shut down. It, it, it's, 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 if you sit back and think about it, it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy, man. Um, you know, just, <sighs> it's been so long with our everything. Right. And yeah. that whole perspective of what you were talking about in Italy early on. Um, and I know in the beginning when New York was like falling from the sky and Italy was like, the first place where everything was completely ravaged. What did you think about when you saw Italy in the news? And yeah, saying, we were like, shit, shit we're glad we were we just got there. there. Glad we got there when we did, because, you know, there's no way we're going to Italy now. Right. But, you know, um, yeah, I mean, we just got, and I tell a few of my friends, it's like, we, we got really lucky with the whole, with the timing, and it's not that we planned it this way, because obviously we didn't know about about this virus, but, like, you know, we got we got married, pregnant house, bang, 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 and we were in the crib right before everything hit, and I know a lot of people are dealing with these issues where the weddings got canceled and like they can't have people at the weddings and like, you know, it's a lot of inconveniences, you know, that, that this virus has caused. But at, at the end of the day, like, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I'm just, well, imagine if this happened in the early two thousands where news didn't travel as much before Twitter, before the, the, the fast pace, like how would, how would we have reacted back then? You know, it's, I, I don't know if you can make an argument that, there was a, maybe a slight overreaction mm -hmm. just, just based on how quickly information is and misinformation and, and you know, whatever it is. But I, listen, I, I, and, I mean, or maybe you can make an argument that, thank God, it, it did happen in 2020. Otherwise, it would have wiped out even more people. You know, I, I again, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. I'm just a, you know, referee slash basketball coach trying to figure this whole thing out like the rest of us. So, mm. um, you know, it, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy. So... I think what well, you were in a unique position, like we were talking about before, how, you know, I had my sight set of of being a Division II women's college basketball official. You were in the midst of growing your brand, Sky's the Limit Basketball. We we basically had grand plans of, you know, just moving forward, onward and upward. Um, you know, that went to pause. And, you know, for me, especially like the first two weeks of the pandemic, dude, I'm like, I make referee rant. I can't even ref. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yo, dude, I was confused. Like, what am I going to do? Like, and at the time, I'm like, I'm at episode 140. What do I do? I don't even know what to do. Yeah. And something just snapped into me. It was like, you know what? But I'm an artist, man. I'm going to figure this out. And what was so great for me is that I was still able to speak to so many different people that were going through some things. Um, and I think I learned just from this whole pause of saying, like, not that I don't like refing as much as I love it, because I do love it, right? And it's it's brought so many people together. You know, we've been able to tell your story and so many other people's stories. And, you know, it makes me feel good that I have this platform that I built that can do this and keep moving forward. Um, but I think I've learned that maybe I don't miss refing as much. 
you know, maybe I don't miss basketball as much. And it's not to say I don't have that same love and it's not to say that I don't miss it. But at the same time, I don't wake up like not going about my day. I'm still going about my day. And truth be told, I feel like I'm busier than ever. Yeah. And I don't even rap anymore. You know, that's weird. Like, what do you think you learned about yourself during this whole time? I mean, I definitely I definitely miss it. Like, I definitely miss playing. Um, I definitely miss like, the trash talking with the guys. You can still and, dunk, and, right? And, uh, yeah, man. Don't, all right, don't just making sure you can still don't, dunk. Don't disrespect me, okay? My name is Scott. I can still dunk, all right? And we, we can pause the recorder and go outside, okay? And I can show you real quick. I, I can't jump as high as I used to. Okay, but I can still, I can still give you a, a two hand slam, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I still miss playing. Um, I definitely miss, I miss refing the right games. Like mm-hmm. you know, some games that you're ref, you're just like, what the hell am I doing here? Like this is, you know, this is this is dumb. But there's there's the, there's those higher pressure games. Where it's like, all right, I gotta lock in now because like I cannot miss this call, and I gotta make sure when I when I call it, I gotta I gotta I gotta sell it. I gotta come out strong. Um, so I I, I definitely miss that, and I, and I miss the coaching, man. Like. Listen, there's nothing there's nothing like coaching a victory. You know, there's nothing like galvanizing your 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 players to buy into what you're trying to do and to lead them to a victory. Like I, I think I said this on the last podcast, like there's nothing like winning a game when you coach. It's it's a certain emotion um when you win the game and losing a game is awful when you coach. Like so it's that that, that constant back and forth, you know. So I listen, I, I and for youth sports like we're, we're we're trying to we're trying to figure it out, you know, because we're, we're waiting for the lead of of the professional of the professional league. So like, obviously, we don't have the financial like AAU basketball, high school basketball, middle school basketball, CYO. We don't have the resources to put bubbles on and have all these tests every day, like 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 how the major leagues are doing. So it's that constant back and forth of like, okay, let's come back now versus like, how do we come back safe? Because the last thing you want is for something to happen when, you know, when, when you're trying to come back. But I, I can definitely sense that, you know, the, the parents definitely want it. The, the the tournament directors definitely want it. A lot of people want it. I want it. I want, I want to get back. And, and some states are doing great. Like I see some tournaments are going on um, in other states. And, and that's great. We want to we want to we want to get back as soon as we can. But we just have to make sure that obviously we're doing everything right. You know, because the last thing we want is, you know, for something to happen. And you look back and like, damn, like really, like that all just because we wanted to get the game in. So it's that it's that dance between like, all right, enough's enough, let's get out there and play, versus like, okay, let's be safe. You know, so that that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Right. They call the coronavirus the uh, the hammer and the dance. So it's like, you know, we we dance around and we see how much we can dance, and then yeah. the hammer comes out, right? And then we have to shut down and everything. And yeah. you know, at this recording at this moment in time, you know, there's there's some spikes up in Queens and Brooklyn. Because, you know, I don't know why, but we haven't beat anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when the sky was falling at that particular time in the United States, there was 6,000 cases a day. Today, just at this moment in time, we have 50,000 cases. We didn't beat nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't beat anything. So I still, as, as I always say, remain to continue to stay safe, socially distance, wash your hands, do whatever you need to do yeah. to keep your loved ones. And, you know, we even talked about it before. There might be a different per. Uh, permutation of of the coronavirus because before people definitely were dying, people were on ventilators, yeah. and I feel like the the thing has morphed into something that you know people get sick, but at the same time, I don't want to be the guinea pig that I'm the one that's dead. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, it's, right. And you know we talked about before off air um, that particular moment when you had the sky's the limit merch 
and it was literally the same time when all this racial injustice was oh happening. God, and dude, like, uh, like, listen, one of the good things about being at home is you is you get to think about okay, well, all the things that I kind of had in the queue, I can kind of go back to those. So yeah, mm-hmm. we wanted a lot of people say, oh, let's do an online store, online store, get the merch out, and like the second we got the the merch and the online store ready to go, it's like boom, you know. The George Floyd and all the racial rights. I'm just like, oh my god, like, I can't sell T-shirts now. Like this is a terrible time. Like what are we doing here? So you know, it was a constant back and forth. Of like, okay, well, we don't want to. We don't because at the time, everything on social media was, you know, racial injustice. You know, George Floyd, all, all everything. So what do I look like? Oh yeah, by the way, buy a Sky's Limit T-shirt. You know, so I we wasted. We waited a couple of weeks and then we we're like, okay, how do we parlay this into you know. um, how do we parlay this into a, to a win to try to move the whole thing forward? So but basically what we did was we searched around different charities that we could donate to and the proceeds from the online store are going to go to the Innocence Project, which, uh, you know, it, I, I don't, one of the things I didn't want to donate to, I didn't want to donate to anything controversial because nowadays it's like, right. and, you know, we don't have to get too deep into this, but nowadays it's just like everything is is divisive. Like if you're pro this, then that means you're anti that. Or if you support this, that means you're against that. And it's just like at the end of the day, like, you know, uh, it's just I don't. It shouldn't be that way, you know. So, we we found the Innocence Project because it's 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 a company, it's a nonprofit organization that that goes to um, help help get people out of jail that were convicted, you know, incorrectly. And they have a Netflix on. They have a Netflix documentary. If you want to take a look at it, they do, they do some good work. And like for example, one of the cases, you know, this guy in the South was was uh, and and again, it doesn't matter. You know, this isn't like a political black white. It's it's just people that were wrongly convicted okay so there should be no controversy there um you know there, there was there was a, a gentleman in the south um like deep south and he was convicted for you know kidnapping or, or whoever and the evidence that they used was they they got like these bite marks and i guess there was a wave in the 90s where like bite mark evidence was like it like if you got bite mark evidence then like that confirms this was the guy but then when you take a look at it in 2020 like a lot of the stuff that they were using is not really as accurate, and you know they were kind of getting away with a lot more than 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 they probably should have. So the Innocence Project is just basically an organization that takes a second look at these people that were wrongly convicted and 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 they tried to get them off. So so that was our way of justifying you know trying to sell merch in the middle of what the hell was going on uh, because we said okay whatever whatever we we make on the on the on the sale. We'll donate a portion to you know to a to a charity, and, and that's what we did. So, just with the with the whole racial flu, uh, injustice, you know, you know, I think about somebody like you, right? Tall black man getting stopped by the cops. Good looking. Don't forget good looking. Okay, <laughs> for the record, you know, I've I've always had the privilege of being neither nor, right? I could act like a white person. I could act like a black person. I know when I get stopped by the cops, I'm like, hello, officer. I went to Kellenberg, like, please. And, you know, I, I think I've realized over time that, you know, somebody like my friends, like Scott Khalil, like, you might not be afforded that position, right? So so hopefully you've be, been able to, you know, learn certain techniques to be able to get maneuver that. Like, that's not my reality, right? And that that's your reality. I just want to talk about what do you think about all this racial injustice? And you think there's going to be any type of change with all of this? I mean... Uh... It's tough because, like, okay, so my situation is I'm from I'm from Cambridge Heights, Queens, predominantly black neighborhood. I was raised in a you know a single parent household up until maybe middle school, up until sixth grade. 
everyone in my class is black. And my mom got me out of 192 in sixth grade, and she got me into 173 in Fresh Meadows. So I go from being in a completely all-black school, you know, to Fresh Meadows in sixth grade, where I am the only black kid in the school in Fresh mm-hmm. Meadows. And, at the you know, I'm a sixth grader, and back then, you know, I didn't even realize, I thought it was just Chinese in sixth grade. I didn't realize, like, oh, there's a dip, there's a big difference between Chinese and Korean. Like, don't, yeah. don't call a Korean person Chinese. Facts. They do not like that. And, you know, because, again, some of my classmates were, I had a classmate from Japan. I had a classmate who was Korean. Don't you ever call him Chinese because he's Korean. It's a big difference, and he'll tell you that. I learned the difference that in, in Chinese, there are two different languages. There's two different dialects. There's there's Mandarin and there's Cantonese. I did not realize that. We had a kid in my class who only spoke Mandarin and, I'm excuse me, only spoke Cantonese and no one could speak to him mm. because no one spoke Cantonese. And then one day, somebody showed up that spoke Cantonese and then boom, like he finally opened up and he was speaking his language again. So I'm like, oh, I, you know, these are things that like I learned in sixth grade that I would not I would have not have realized when I was in, you know, in 192. Um, so, I mean, listen, long story short, I mean, I don't, there's a lot of things that we have to work on, you know, as a, as a, as a people, as a country. Um, I just think as long as we look at each other, like, like we're equal, that, that, that should be, that should be it. Because I mean, if you look at me, my wife is white. Okay. Some of my best friends are white, you know, uh, people in my direct family are cops. You know, I, I in my family, I have a state trooper. I have a New York City Police Department. I got correction officers. You know, my wife is white. I have a mixed baby. So, like, I'm all over the place right now. So, as far as, like, checking boxes. So, like, that's why, you know, I, I have not said anything, you know, too controversial on social media because I'm not going to play that game. You're mm. not going to get me in the game where... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a story. I'm gonna send a, a I'm gonna repost a phrase. I'm gonna here's here's a soundbite. Here's a little snippet, and this is how I feel. And if you don't agree with this, then then I don't agree with you. You're you're this, you're that. I, like I'm I'm not gonna play that game. You know, like because no matter it, it, it's like a gotcha game. Everything is like a gotcha. Like if you like, oh now this is how we feel. So now it means he's against that. And I just don't. I think we have to get away from that. I just think if we look at each other. Like we're equal, you know. We we there's, there's mistakes made on both sides, and we just have to like move forward as a as a as a people rather than like everything is divisive. Everything is is debate show. Everything is like you know you versus this or you know this versus that. You know it's always right versus wrong. It's always it, it's always like left side versus right side. It's always you know this this movement versus that movement. And if you like this movement, then you're against that movement. Like. Like, at the end of the day, like, enough is enough. Like, we just need to look at each other as people, you know, as Americans and, you know, learn from our experiences, learn from our history and, you know, just, just push it forward. You know, there's, 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 there's blame to go on both sides. But at the end of the day, like, if you take care of your, of your business and, you know, for the most part, you should be okay. So that's what I would just, that's what I would stress. Just treat everyone equal. Do the best you can, work hard, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't even know how all of this, like, the mass, I don't even know how it became like, oh, you're you're with them. Like, I'm with not dying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm not a doctor, dude. If you want me to put a mask on, I'll put a mask on. Yeah. Okay? If, if I got to go to to pick up a gallon of milk and some mango and I got to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask to, to go to a restaurant, whatever. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm a basketball coach. 
and I'm a referee, okay? And I work in insurance. So I'm not over here trying to solve COVID-19. But what I'm saying is whatever you need me to do, I will do it, okay? So if I got to put a mask on, if I got to wear, you know, socially distance, whatever it is, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So that, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get Rain in back and talk about Sky's the Limit basketball. Um, that must have been such a different and difficult time for you um, you know, I think about my time as a volleyball coach, you know, right now we would be three weeks away from gearing up for the playoffs, working on our championship. And, you know, now that everything has elapsed, like for me, we were supposed to start September 21st, got postponed till March. So this is the first time in a very long time. I'm not even coaching, man. And, you know, I think about it as like the gym right now is uh, a lecture hall for 300 kids, for 300 seniors. And listen, I know it's not Madison Square Garden. It's not the, the pyrotechnic crew is not going to break it down every day for volleyball to come practice. And even when we were going to practice, we weren't even able to compete. So apparently it's supposed to start in March, and of course everything is still in complete limbo. But, you know, I miss my girls, man. My juniors that won the championship was going to defend our chip for her se- their senior year. You know, I think about those things like I had my senior year. You had your senior year. You know, even I think about the kids that I have in college that went through my program. You know, that must have been so weird for them, for for them to go like, you know, and, and I've interviewed a couple of them, you know, mainly like Kirsten and Morgan and all those kids that I've I've coached along the years of, you know, just hearing what they say. Like, think about your senior year, going to open gym, um, <laughs> a, 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 a happy hour. And then all of a sudden, um, yeah, we, we're, we're going to wrap everything up. You're going to go back home and now you're going to do online classes. Like, you know, I was afforded the opportunity to have my senior year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. High school and college, right? So that must be very difficult. And, you know, I think about the kids that you coach, right? You probably were like in in a lot of conversations and and contact with them, including their parents. And then all of a sudden, all of this happens and we have no idea when everything's going to open up. Did you, did you have a lot of constant conversations with them of when it's going to open up and all that? And I know you just recently you know, found a gym spot that you guys can at least train. And I think that's got to be a blessing for all of y'all to just get back in the gym to just see each other and do something. Yeah, well, I mean, you get, you got to feel for the the seniors that were kind of, you know, they, they didn't have the senior year that, that they were, that they deserved, you know, on, on all levels, whether you're graduating, you know, fifth grade, middle school, college. And there was, there was, a, there was a whole, there was a ton of, there was a whole class of people that made the NCAA tournament. You know, I think Hofstra made the tournament this year. Yeah, they won the conference, mm-hmm. right? They punched their ticket, and then boom, you know, there's no, there's no tournament. I didn't like, think they were going to win though. But what's still, just, <laughs> the, just the fact that you get to play an NCAA game, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big deal just to make it to that dance. So I definitely feel for all of the students, all of the seniors, everyone that had to have a virtual prom or whatever the situation is. Like I, I, I definitely get it. And uh, I mean, listen, we're just again, we're just trying to. Follow the rules. If they say we can go into a gym at X amount of occupancy, you know, all the coaches have to wear masks. Everyone has to be temperature checked when they walk in. Like whatever, whatever the rules are, we'll do them just to get back. Uh, because this is not something that like we're rushing to be first at. But you know, if we we want to continue to monitor the situation, and if, if, if people are moving in the right direction and the numbers are good, and there's there's some type of protocol, and you know. Obviously, the kids want it, the parents want it, like tournament directors want it, everyone wants it. But again, this is something that we want to move slowly towards um, 
towards getting back because at least for me, you know, we want to have weekly workouts because whenever, I don't know when the league's going to resume. I don't know when Island Guard is going to resume. I don't know when AU is going to resume in New York. I don't know when school is going to have games again. But whenever it is, I would like for us to be at a better position and okay so that we can have X amount of weeks under our belt of training or, or team practices so that we're not starting from scratch. So if they say, okay, January 1st we're starting – I don't want to start from January first. I want to have mm. some, you know, some weeks under our belt, leading up to that. Now, uh, you know, we talked about how I know for me, not necessarily that I'm itching to get back, but if if it is time to get back, I'm down to get back. Um, is it something that you think that your perception of all this has changed now that you are really accustomed to seeing your wife, seeing your kid, you know, really grow up day to day? Is this Every, something that you're going to change? Everything is weird, man. Like. I am the person that when I see you, I want to shake your hand, I want to give you a hug. Hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, I want to give hugs and 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 daps and kisses. I like to I like to embrace and live life. Mm-hmm. I like to go to sporting events. I'm a big UFC fan. I lo- I love going to, you know, to the Garden. I love going to Barclays. I love going to Vegas to watch Conor McGregor fight. I just I, I so I'm looking like when that when are we gonna get back to that? You know, like like I see some states have you know twenty percent. Occupancy, like I think the Cowboys had twenty five thousand people in the, in the um in the arena tonight, um. But I, I mean, I, I don't know when when we're gonna like when when are we gonna get back to normal? I have no idea when we're going back to normal. Like Island Garden is normally packed, mm-hmm. packed three courts just mm-hmm. people flying over each other. Um, House of Sports, all these other big gyms, Lifetime, you know, w- like nowadays there's that weird like oh hey what's up do i say hi do i shake a hand do i just you know do it's it's just that weird kind of i don't know when we get past that is it next year is it two years i have no idea um but hopefully we we could beat this thing and and we could take it from there if you had a a prediction of when do you think it's going to get back and i told you off air of me thinking that it's going to be summer 2022 which sounds utterly crazy but yeah. at the same time i think as as time goes on it's like well, it looks like it's going to spike up. So it looks yeah, like we're going to shut down. Right. It's like we're so resigned to the fact that that's our reality. Yeah. When do you think this the, is all going to be back is to normal? Like no one knows. There's so much information and misinformation. No one knows what to listen to. Like I feel like mainstream news media, they have an agenda. Everything is fear-based. Everything is the world's on fire. So like some people choose to listen to them. Some people choose not to listen to them. You know, I, again, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's just funny. Like, in the beginning, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you'll be fine by, like, July. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, wait, wait till the summer comes, the heat. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to disappear? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> then they say, okay, you know, second wave. Like, you know, I, I just don't know. Like, you, you hear so much stuff. And I think, you know, for the most part, people have bought in completely in the beginning. Um, let's say... April through, you know, whatever. I, I think over the months, people have started getting, like, fed up. All right, like, enough is enough. I give you four or five months of my life. Like, let me get some of my life back. You know, I, I, I see that part. But, dude, I have no idea. Um, let's see. We are in October of 20. I, I, don't, I have no idea what the, what the, people are saying. That the flu season and, like, it's, if it's going to – dude, I don't know, man. I would hope that next spring maybe we could – be some sort of normal and, and and I don't know maybe maybe you're right maybe in a perfect world it is twenty I mean maybe not a perfect world but maybe maybe in twenty twenty two I don't know that that sounds like so far away but I I hope we can get back whenever the right time is to come back because I I can't wait to 
to get back to normal and when it's safe again. What's your experience like coaching the kids now? Now that you did get the green light to get in, is it completely different from what you're used to? Yeah, because I got a I got a damn mask on. I'm trying to yell with the mask. I got to take the mask off and yell at them. Put the mask back on. It, you know, it's it, listen, it's fun to just get out there and 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 give back, give back to the to the game. Um, you know, it's you know, it's just it's. I love coaching kids that want to that want to listen that want to learn. Um, I I don't like babysitting as much, um, but like if if I have kids that that are bought in that want to that really want to learn and really want to get better. There's nothing better than like because sometimes you could see it like you can see the kid just click and get like a percentage better or just a little bit better just on a little tweak on a little move where you just show them how to do you know line up this move that way or or show them how to do this that like you you can you can see it sometimes and that kind of gives you like chills like wow like I'm I'm really helping this kid out so that that's what I want to get back to again when it's safe like I don't want to be one of these co- I don't want to be a coach that's like you know, oh, COVID, Schmovey, like whatever. We're gonna go out there and play. Like, no, I'm, I'm gonna be smart. And then whenever, whenever it's right, then, then, then we'll do it. So I'm thinking about this time. It's um, almost the middle of October, and this is normally like lock-in time, right? Like my college basketball season is about to start. High school, I'm starting to get my schedule. And you know, I think we talked off air about how there's a possibility that Nassau County is going to start um, in early January, but we still don't know. Yeah, you think we're even gonna have, even have like a high school AU season this year? The funny thing is, it's a it, it's October, but it feels to me it feels like we're still in the spring. Like I'm waiting for the spring AU season. Like I want to get my six eight tournaments in and my two away tournaments, and like I want to go to OCC Maryland. Like it, it's it's past. It's it's over. You know. It, so it doesn't even feel like it doesn't even feel like it's in the fall. Every day feels like a Wednesday, and it's just I don't know, man. It's how how are we gonna do meetings this year? We're doing Zoom. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing Zoom. Zoom board four to one meetings. Is that, yep. mm-hmm. is that what we're doing? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that because that's like <laughs> every time, like the seniors when they start driving on, on my team, I'm like, look, kids are driving kids, and yo, Zoom when you're 50 years old is not a good look. Like I mean, the mic, the camera's gonna be at. Oh, it's at, gonna be it's gonna be bad. Forehead. There's gonna be 70 guys <laughs> that don't have their mic muted. Yeah, I hope he's got the the auto mute on entry. Otherwise, yep. it's gonna be feedback crazy. I don't know. I, I can't wait for that. And I think it's only three. It's, was it three Three zoomings? You got to go all three of them? I think there's three, yep. Can we can we still get, go to the chateau for for the dinner? Can we still do that or no? I mean, they it's tentatively scheduled, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, man. Like, I, I like I, I love going to the chateau every year for the, you know, for, for the dinner. I mean, listen, I don't know, man. Listen, if you want me to ref with a mask on, I'll do it. If we can get back out there, whatever it is. But uh, everything is just crazy, man. The whole thing is crazy. Have you refed at all? I have not, dude. When's the last? I think the last game I ref was like the Vet League playoffs in March. Well, that was seven months ago. And last time you coached was also in March. Yeah, I remember. I remember coaching a game when it was starting to get. It was starting to get a little like, eh, like yeah, we should stop like, this. Well, I mean, I, it, it, it was it was in the news. You know, people were talking about it. There's like, oh, you know, like, but we were. I mean, we were still playing. We were still in the thick of it. We were trying to get a win. Um, my team was getting better. You know, we, we, we were pushing through my, my, my seventh grade guys are in eighth grade now, but we were, you know, we were getting there and it, it I remember it, it was like an eerie feeling of like, it, it, it this, this COVID thing was picking up momentum, you know, but nothing, there was no, this was before the NBA shut down. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the last game I coached. I think it was on court two. I think Christian took pitches for us. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last game. Wow, that yeah. was the last game. That was the last game. Yeah, Christian came through. Uh, shout out if you need a, if you need a photographer. 
Christian's the man. And um, yeah, so like we 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 still have we have like two hundred photos that we're trying to we're dripping them out every now and again to you know keep our social media a little you know not as dry because it's been nothing going on for so long. Um, but yeah, I think the last game I coached was uh, in middle of March, outside of practices that I, that that we had a couple of days ago. How about playing wise for uh, you? Um, yeah, I haven't played. The last game I played was in Lifetime. It was the semis to get to get to the finals. They played against Dante and Carlos. I forgot all these names. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I went out. I went out and got a hoop, which you saw. And believe it or not, I've been working on my mid range jump shot. Mm. I know a lot of people don't believe that. How about your free throws? Free throws. Yeah, we getting there. It's, I, I I would say. Eight to twelve percent increase. On All the right, free throw. that's but good for you, dude. The mid range. I'm telling you right now, at thirty four. You looking like Bam Adebayo now? I mean, listen, it's it's getting almost respectable. All right, okay. No one believes me, and my confidence is is still a little shy. Like if I airball my first one, I might be done. Okay, but when I'm out there by myself on my hoop, when no one's there, I might make a couple. Uh-huh. So listen, I. The, the 35 Vanova Leagues, I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> 35 Vanova Leagues, I'm coming with a little mid-range game, so watch out. My final question to you is, out of the game of basketball, what do you think that you miss the most? Is it playing, coaching, or refing? Uh, let's see. Playing, I miss, I miss, I miss flying. Like, there was a time where I literally used to feel the the like wind when I jumped. Like there was a time when people called me Scott, it meant something. Okay. I used to get bodies. Okay. <laughs> bodies. Okay. So I missed that. I mean, um, you know, my game has changed over the years. I'm more like, you know, a little more crafty, you know, here and there. I can still dunk, but like I'm not it's gonna be it's gonna take a lot for me to like for me to catch one in the game, like I, I got to be by myself. I got to get the right pass. Everyone's not in the way. Um, it's going to be very hard to throw it on somebody. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what I miss. I miss like being like really athletic and mm-hmm. really dangerous. And like people like, oh shit, like we're, like where's Sky at? Like I miss that playing wise. Coaching, dude, I just miss the traveling, man. Like there's nothing like when you get the right group of parents and the right group of kids, and they've been together for a couple seasons, and everyone knows each other. And it's like, hey, you know, you know, one parent's like, hey, can you can you pick my son up? Can you bring him home? Like all the parents are friends, all the kids are friends. You know, we don't have, we don't have any issues. Like you know, everyone knows their job. We know our plays. We know this. We know that. We're traveling in hotels. We're going out to dinner. Like all the kids are. And for me, like for me, whenever I coach a team, I, I the, the kids have to be friends with each other. And it's one thing to just you know drive to a game, you play with somebody, and then you go home. Or we have practice once a week, you don't really know this guy, you know, and then you go home. But when when you travel with your team and then when they're forced to hang out with each other and they're forced to be in a hotel with each other and they're forced to play whatever video games they play with each other and we're forced to go out to dinner together and they take pictures together, that's that's when they build the chemistry and then that's when they become friends and then that's when they become better teammates. So, like, I miss the travel um there's nothing like going out of state where you're the only New York team in the gym and everyone's like, who the hell are these guys? Well, like that, that stuff is fun. You're playing against guys you never played against before. I miss the traveling. I miss the, I miss being on the road as a coach. 
And refing, I, refing, I, I missed, um, I missed my ref buddies. Like it's definitely a fraternity uh, when you're when you're a referee. So I miss seeing my guys. I miss talking about calls. You know, uh, talking to you know, Don Ladolfi about a call or calling um, Kareem about a call or um, you know even you know texting Paul Diaspara about a call. You know, what do you think about this or I miss I miss the, the fraternity of of refing and um you know I one thing I do not miss is the is the flopping shooters. <laughs> oh my god. Nothing makes me nothing makes me more upset than a jump shooter that flops. I it should be a felony. There's a couple of people on your team that be doing that. I understand, okay? But as a ref when I got my stripes on, when you when you when you shoot a three or whatever it is, and you got the flop already in, already in the queue, mm-hmm. I I can't stand it because I'm <laughs> watching you the whole time, and you act like it's an it's an outrage that I that you didn't get that call. When in reality you flopped, but we don't have instant replay when we ref our games, so we gotta we gotta call it and deal with the, with the consequences. So that's why when I watch the NBA and they slow it down and. The guy didn't even touch you, and you act like you got hit with a tank. It just, I, dude, I, I can't, I can't stand flopping. That's what I mean. It pisses me off. It's so frustrating, flopping. Um, but yeah, so those are the three levels: playing, coaching, and, and roughing. Those are three things I miss. Man, there's one thing that I miss that I miss getting yelled at about those flops, man. And hopefully, we get to, in some capacity, get on the court again. Uh, you know, I do miss. Watching you play, I definitely miss watching you coach because, you know, one of my favorite moments is like when that, that game that we were playing at um, St. Mark's and you were down by 20 points and, and y'all yeah. came back and then, you I know, think that just, was my Jericho team, right? Yeah, that was your yeah. Jericho team. And then, of course, like, you know, just refing, man, just seeing seeing you in a humble in a humble way, right? Now, you, you, you come completely different element from you when I see so much, you exude so much confidence when you play. And you exude so much confidence when you coach, but you know I think in in refereeing you see there's a whole bunch of people where you could learn, and you know we talked about this off here, man. You got a real future in refing, but you got to decide, bro. I know, <laughs> I know. I think. Listen, I, I told you this before. You don't believe, but I think I am a better ref than I am a coach, and I I obviously think I'm a damn good coach, but I think I am a very good ref. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if I'm being honest, I have not. Like, listen. I'm not going to throw any shade, but I see some people that are reffing a certain level, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, like I could do that. Like, I, I could be where that guy's at. Yeah. Okay, but however, I have to look at myself in the mirror mm-hmm. because I haven't gone to the, the camps. I haven't done the scrimmages. I haven't played the game. I haven't networked. I haven't reffed as many uh, BOCES games. I haven't gone to as many tryouts as I should have. So I got myself to blame on that, and – if I'm being honest, the last couple of years I was coaching with with an organization that was taking up a lot of my time, you know, and that that's kind of what made my referee my referee career suffer because in the winter I'm I'm coaching for them mm-hmm. when you know I I could be roughing and working on my craft. So listen, I'm in, and now I got I got guys limit obviously. So now I, I it's a fine line between like I want to grow my organization obviously I want to do it the right way I want to do it slowly and I don't just want to come out and be you know all over the place. And I also want to, because I do, I do think I can, I can ref at a high level, and I, I kind of want to see how far it is. If it's, if it's only varsity, then great. If it's Division three JUCO, then great. If it's D two D one, then fantastic. You know, if I can, if I, if I go to an NBA, um, 
an NBA camp, a, a G League camp, whatever it is, fantastic. But like, in order for me to do that, I have to put in the the required work that it takes to get there, and I have not done that. Um, so I have, like you said, I have to make a decision. Like, I, I, it's not enough hours in the day. I also have a full time job. I also have a wife. I also have like a kid. So it is like it's a lot of, it's a lot to, you know, divvy everything up between, you know, full time job, husband father mm-hmm. oh yeah by the way i'm trying to grow an organization oh right. by the way i have a side hustle that could end up being the main hustle you know any, any one of them can end up being the main yeah hustle. It, it, mm-hmm. it depends but it's a level of 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 work and grind that you have to put in and listen i'm not i'm not 24 anymore it's crazy i'm i'm 34 now like it's crazy how 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 time flies but um you know, we talked about this earlier. The the Steve Ross podcast. Uh, rest in peace to Steve Ross. He was, um, me and him were, I would say we were we were referee friends. Like mm-hmm. I never went out and had a drink with the guy, but like I've I've refed with him. I've known him for years, and for him to mention me for that one second on that podcast, it kind of you know it meant a lot to me. You know, where this is someone who seeing me ref a handful of times and he said that, you know, I have potential and, and he, he put me in that class of like the next group of younger guys up there. I'm like, damn man, like, mm. you know, he's not here anymore, you know, you know, and for him to say that, you know, I, 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 you know, maybe I should be putting more into, into my refereeing. Um, because, you know, I, I, I definitely, I definitely have a passion for it and, you know, it's definitely a craft that I, that I want to, that I want to sharpen up. So, Whenever, whenever everything is back to normal, you know, I, I will tell you that, you know, you're going to see me at a lot more scrimmages. Um, you're going to see me at, you know, definitely more camps, definitely more tryouts because I, I, listen, I know I could ref at a higher level. I know I definitely have to get better at stuff. I definitely have to get better at three man. Um, I don't do three man as often as, as, as I would like, because number one, there's not that many three mans going on. Um, and if I ever did a tournament, cause you know, I'm just throwing things in the air right now, but like, I would, I would want to have three men, a three man crew ref my tournament games. But you know, an issue with that is you got to pay them a certain amount right. and this and that. But like, it would be, it would be better for everyone. If you have, if you have three men refs working your games, yeah. um, it might be more expensive because you have to pay three men. Um, but like, you know, for example, I, I did the battle at the apple um at the Barclays with um you know Kevin Spann and 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 Danny Green and those, and, and those guys um but dude I, I don't I don't I don't do three minutes off so like whenever I'm when I'm out there I have to make sure like, I study like two weeks before the game mm-hmm. to make sure my rotations are right because the three-man rotations are completely different than the two-man and the first time I did it, uh, this was, I did it twice. The first time I did it, I felt there were moments where I was worried about my rotation. Yeah, we're I, refing. You were, you were worried about the rotation. Like, yeah. We're talking like prep school, high level D1 guys. And I'm like, yo, like I just missed a foul. <laughs> you know, and we're at the ball plays. There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of my peers here. Like you might, like the fans might not have caught it. The players might not have caught it. But like I know people, re- like, your your referee peers they will tell you how it is they will tell you what you missed like hey Scott you missed that rotation hey Scott what was that over there oh you got to call something like that. so like I I was I was more worried about like damn like I'm I'm worried about my 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 three man rotation being in the C being in the lead rotating around where like 
I'm missing action right now. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely have to get better at um, three man. And, uh, and, I'm, and so there's definitely stuff I need to work on. But I think that when I'm on my game, I am. I think I'm. I think I'm a. I think I'm a very good rep. Yeah, and listen. I think the only way you're going to get good as three at three person is like, you know, by the time you get to the level like where I'm at, when you're doing mostly college games and varsity, they're all three person games. So right. you don't think of it that way anymore. And that that's. I, I think that's to be determined for you. And that all depends. And you know, listen. I think continued success. Everything that you do. I think it will all fall into place, and you'll figure out what you want. Yeah, but do. the clock is ticking, dude. Like I, when I got, I got, I got certified. So don't stop coaching, man. Come and ref. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was 2012. I, I was the class of 2012. I was in Donnie's class. Donnie, Carl, Small. Yeah, look at Donnie. Class. He's the underground. He's probably refing right now. Yeah. <laughs> so like, when I came on the refing scene, I was kind of like the young guy that had like all of this potential. But it, oh, you're not taking serious, guy. If you took it serious, you probably be. You know, that was kind of. My rap for years, and you look up now. I'm like, damn, bro, I was, I'm 34 now. So like, I like now is the time where I need to really start like, you know, honing my ref, my referee skills, and really trying to take it serious. If I want, if I want to take it there, I I, I want to give it a shot. I want to I want to be able to look back when, because again, back to, and listen, I I deal with deaf, a certain way. So like the Steve thing, he wasn't really. We weren't best friends. I've, I've we've done games together. I've known him. I know him, so he knows me. Obviously, so when when he spoke about me in that pod, it kind of touched me. And now that he's no longer here anymore, you know, it, it kind of affects me a certain way. You yeah. Know? And and when he admitted, like, listen, I'm at a certain age. I can't I can't ref this level anymore because I can't move as fast, and I don't want to like give them a bad game. That spoke to you. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna be there one day. I'm gonna be sixty, God willing, eventually. So when I'm when I'm sixty, when I'm seven, whatever it is, I want to be like. You know what? Yeah, I I gave my thirties and my forties. Mm. I made it to this level, and right. now I'm happy with just doing CYO or whatever it is, JV, whatever it is. I don't want to get to to my late fifties when my back shot, my knee hurts, I can't really run as much as as I as I can now, and I could be like, damn man, you know, like. I, <laughs> I should have, you know, I should have did more camps. Yeah. I should have did. I should have at least tried. I could have, I could have been one of those guys, you know. So, you know, that one second of the pod when Steve said that, I was like, damn, bro, like you really need to, you really need to, because again, I'm not that 25 year old ref fresh out of college anymore. Like I, I'm in my mid 30s now, so you know, now is the time to to really start to to pick it up if, if we're gonna do it. So I would like to, you know, at least give myself a shot. So that I can look back when I'm older and say, you know, I, I tried and I got to this level and I'm happy with it. Yeah, listen, I find that amazing that you listen to that podcast and you got that and with that deep level of connection that it made you inspired to you know, want to be better as a ref. So, you know, that always inspires me to speak to people like you, speak to people like Steve and to just continue this journey that I'm on to you know, grow this podcast because, you know, it's not even so much about all of the numbers of hits that it hits, but as long as it hits somebody like you, that yeah. that makes it all worth the while, man. So I thank you. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? Um, I don't know. I mean, we can go. Uh, well, listen, let's real quick. I want to congratulate LeBron on winning his fourth ring. Uh-huh. Okay. There's, I'm in a lot of group chats with a lot of my friends that are just smearing freaking dirt all over this man a lot of people don't like LeBron because it's political views and it's not like listen whatever whatever it is like you listen, won a championship I mean listen okay here's what I understand okay and we don't have to go on this GOAT debate forever but like the fact that he is 
the fact that he has the audacity to even challenge MJ mm -hmm. as being the greatest of all time has so many people upset and they just immediately attack like, oh, he doesn't have this. Oh, 2011 JJ Brayer. Or oh, he had to leave in Super Team. Like, oh, like, like he's graded on a curve that no one else is graded on. Like, like think about that for a second. Like, we don't look at we don't look at Kevin Durant the way we we, we grade LeBron. We don't look at Kobe the way we grade LeBron. You know how I grade LeBron? I'll make it real quick. Let's hear it. You know that Cassidy video with R. Kelly? What what hotel? hotel? Okay. Okay. Cassidy's wearing like the Cleveland Cavaliers warm up. Is he? And that was LeBron's rookie year. Yeah, that was like my senior year in college. That was like twenty years ago. That's what two thousand two thousand three, three, four. Years so ago. the fact that he's still playing at a high level, I mean, look at look, he's if, won a championship. If you look at if you look at like the the way we were dressed back then, that was like four iterations ago. Yeah, that was that was pre Kanye. So amazing that first of all he's still here and he's still here at a high level. Yeah, amazing. Like, listen, man, I am fine with saying Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. What's it? October 11th. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with saying that. Okay, but we don't. We are not grading LeBron the same way we're grading everyone else. Okay, you're not grading Kawhi that way. Kawhi. Everyone's talking about the Clippers all year. The Clippers. The Clippers. The Clippers. They didn't make it to the dance. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't want to hear. Oh, well, this don't count. It's the asterisk. They, oh, they had the easiest path. The Clippers was in a bubble. They didn't make it to the finals. The Greek Freak was in a bubble. They didn't make it to the finals. The Sixers. The Celtics. Everyone else. The Rockets were in there. I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, there was no Warriors. Part of being there is being healthy, okay? So if 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 Clay tore his ACO and Curry broke his wrist and KD's got an Achilles and Kyrie's hurt and Paul and Kawhi's got low management and they haven't played them in games together, all these stuff, this is part of the game. You have to be available. Mm. Okay. You have to be healthy. So don't don't try to take away because these people weren't ready due to injuries or chemistry or lo whatever it is, at the end of the day, they did not make it to the to to the dance. The Lakers did. They they played a very good Heat team. Who the Heat put away the Bucks. Okay, so you got to give them credit for that. You can't say, "Oh, this Heat team is weak. They got a bunch of rookies." No, they they bullied the Bucks. Okay, so you you got to the bubble. I I'm I like the bowl basketball. I think obviously not having fans is, is a different. Mm -hmm. It's a different atmosphere. Playing, not playing from the thousand fans, it 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 definitely affects you. Okay, so I'm not gonna say that, but I think the the level of people locked in. Oh yeah, I think the actual pure basketball mm -hmm. is better. We're not flying across the country. Okay, we're we are in one gym. We as soon as the game's over, I'm I'm I got ice. I'm in a yeah, tournament. Um, yeah, it's the highest level AU tournament. Yeah, so like you you can make an argument that that the basketball is better in the boat because there's no travel. Because there's no distractions, there's no role players are stepping up. Like Tyler Hero took a game over in the in the semis. He did. Okay, um, that was an excellent game. Yeah, yeah. So like, listen, man, I I just don't understand. Like, if you if you don't like LeBron, just say I don't like him. I just yeah. Don't, I just don't like the way he looks. Listen, I just don't like the way. He, it's not LeBron's fault that he's in a bubble. Like yeah, you but, play who you play. But what I'm saying is people. They just they 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 grade him differently. He's being graded against Michael Jordan. If you got to go back to 1998 to find someone to discredit LeBron, that shows you how good he is. Yeah, listen, okay. I, I think that's all wasted time. LeBron won a championship, three different teams. You see, I just went on a tangent. No, I'm right? just I, what, what I'm saying is like LeBron is great. Yeah. No one can deny his. Listen, greatness. I'm, listen, I'm fine with saying Jordan's the best. Fine, okay. Yeah. We, we can, whatever, Un, until LeBron six, wins seven, the clutch, whatever you want to <laughs> say, that's fine. Yep. Okay. 
But you have to put some respect on this man's name. Okay, he's 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 doing it at a high level. Mm-hmm. What is this year? Seventeen? Seventeen. What, 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 I mean, come on. So, okay, I'm sorry. That that's my, that's my <laughs> LeBron tangent. Right, I, I, I digress. Any other final thoughts you want to say before we part ways? Um, that's about it, man. Uh, sky's the limit. Skybball.com is our website. Uh, check us out on social media at Skyball Inc. On Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. Uh, yeah, man. We just listen. We're just trying to build this thing slowly. Um, you know, hopefully, when we get through this madness safely, we can we can get some basketball. We can get some refing. I can see my guys again, uh-huh. and we can slowly get back to normal. Uh, you know, I just want everyone to love each other. Let's get through this together. Yeah. You know, let's let's not divide. And put everyone in little small buckets and kind of like split each other up. Let's just, you know, at the end of the day, we're all Americans. We're all humans. We're all equal. Let's 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 look at it that way than rather than ways to turn to tear each other down. Mm, I like that. Looking forward to seeing you on the court, whether it's coaching, playing, or of course refereeing. And we're gonna leave some more meat on the bone so we could have that little part three. Yeah, part three. Yeah, well, we, we got to give some time. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we waited. I mean, how long? It was been a year. Already. Almost two hundred episodes. Yeah, that's. Cr- and listen, what episode was it? Forty something. Forty two. That was that. We did pretty good on that one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I can't believe I've done over two hundred since. I mean, then. listen, your equipment is 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 a, is a lot better. It I mean, was about that time. You man. definitely leveled up. And yeah. I'm trying to speak into the mic this time because the last time I was nervous and I was kind of talking away from the mic, so like. You know, I'm, I'm starting. To, I'm, I'm getting better as well. I think you sound I'm better this time. Trying to be a better, right? better guest. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. All right, bro. Sky Khalil, sky's the limit. Basketball. This is Ralph the Ref. This is the rant. We are signing out. Peace. <laughs>